the time now. It is quarter past 11. And uh, the month of uh, May every year is celebrated between the 25th and the 31st of May is International Thyroid Awareness Week. And uh, we have subsequently kicked off uh, for the week of the 25th to the 31st of May to raise awareness about the serious impact that thyroid disease can have on a quality of life if the condition remains undiagnosed and also not treated properly. Now, joining me on the line is Dr. Ankia Kutsia. She's the uh, endocrinologist at the Tigerberg Hospital and Stellenbosch University to talk more about thyroid awareness. A very good morning to you, Dr. Kutsia. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Good. Thank you. I hope you're keeping nice and warm with all the rainy weather we have today. I am indeed. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Kutsia. Uh, absolute pleasure to have you here on Holderberg FM. Now, I think I'm going to start off with, um, you know, the International Thyroid Awareness Week, which has subsequently taken place between the 25th and the 31st of May. If I could start off by asking you, what exactly is a thyroid disorder and how was it diagnosed? Sure. So, so maybe let's just start in terms of what a thyroid is yes. and then talk about what the normal thyroid does and then we can go to the pathological problems. Absolutely. Um, so the thyroid is basically about this fly-shaped organ that sits just below the Adam's apple in people mm-hmm. and in some very skinny people you are able to see it and it will normally move up and down with swallowing. Yes. But if you can't see the thyroid in anyone, it does not mean that there is a problem necessarily. Mm-hmm. So if we think of thyroid problems, I think of it as twofold. So on the one hand, there is the functional abnormality. So that is if the thyroid is over or under functioning. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, there's the anatomical abnormality. So with that, we mean the growth in the thyroid, asymmetry in the thyroid. Now, an anatomical problem and a functional problem can overlap. Mm -hmm. But there is not necessarily have to be an anatomical problem when you have a functional problem, which sort of leads to the to the misconception, that, you know, and the reason for underdiagnosis. Yes. So you asked what thyroid disease does. So yes. if we st- speak about the functional abnormalities of thyroid, so thyroid really, as I usually say, a, 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 a finger in every single pie in the body. Mm-hmm. So it really manages the basal metabolic rate and it affects the working of every single organ. It also affects the metabolic status, the, you know, the metabolism of carbohydrates, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. So if the thyroid is underactive, you get a generalized slowing of all these metabolic processes and patients can then present with abnormalities such as fatigue, slow movement, cold intolerance, um, constipation, etc. Whereas an overactive thyroid might give rise to an overactivity, so generalized anxiety, a bit mm-hmm. of a tremor, a fast heart rate, an increased appetite, but weight loss despite that. And I think that's sort of the two of an over and an underfunctioning thyroid from a functional perspective. Yes. Mm-hmm. So now, uh, thyroid disorders are fairly common, right? And what many people don't know that it is uh, genetic. So maybe it's running in the family history. But how would you, you know, how would you know that? Is there certain symptoms that you would look out for um, to, you know, to sort of like self-diagnose at first, but then obviously go to a professional to get a proper diagnosis? But sure. what what are some of the telltale signs of, uh, you know, having symptoms around your thyroid? 
Sure, so you're right. It's a very important point in terms of the underdiagnosis. So roughly 10% of patients have a thyroid problem, but a significant proportion of them are underdiagnosed, um, and therefore it is important to have a high index of suspicion. Mm-hmm. So thyroid abnormalities really goes in families, and it is said that the familial risk of thyroid abnormalities is between six to nine-fold higher in people with an affected family member as opposed to someone who doesn't. And these patients can have thyroid abnormalities even though they do not experience the symptoms of that yet. Mm -hmm. So it is a good idea that if you've got a family member with thyroid abnormalities, be that hyper or hypothyroidism, that you at least get your thyroid checked on a regular basis because you might develop those abnormalities as you age. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. Now, uh, Dr. Kutsia, what I also wanted to just elaborate on is, uh, you know, the thyroid disorder diagnosis, right? So yeah. how do you go about um, doing testing, you know, to now? So now you, you've, you've chatted to one of your family members and there might be a condition of thyroid. Uh, but how do you go about, uh, so now you've established that you might have a thyroid problem. What do you do? Are there special tests that you need to take? Sure. Yes. So if you suspect that there is a functional abnormality, mm-hmm. you know, in the family where there's over or underactivity, it's important to go to your GP and they can send you for a, a normal, we call it a TSH, it's a thyroid stimulating hormone test. Mm-hmm. And that will indicate at that present time whether you are either over or underactive from a thyroid point of view or if you are normal. Yes. On an anatomical perspective, so that is if you maybe see that there's some asymmetry in the thyroid or you see a growth developing um, or you can see your thyroid is growing as mm-hmm. opposed to before where it was not not visible, then you need to undergo an additional test. So you will still have an evaluation for thyroid function, which is the TSH. But it's advised in that context to also have a thyroid ultrasound, so that's so not to look at the thyroid to establish whether there's a pathology or a malignancy, for instance, underlying mm-hmm. or whether it's just a normal variation. Yes, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for all the vital information that you have shared with us, Dr. Kutsia. Now, if anybody would like some more information, do you have a website or a social media platform that they can go to uh, just to get some more information, please? Sure. So I know that if you go to the to some of the company websites, like the Merck website, they do have some correct information. Mm-hmm. It's always not good to just Google and, and open the first sort yes. of tab that comes up. So mm-hmm. it's advised that if patients have more queries, to rather go to reputable sites so they can also go to the American Thyroid Association. They have a patient page over and above the pharma companies that really gives the correct information and guidance as to how to proceed with testing if you suspect an abnormality. Fantastic. Well, Dr. Ankia Kutsia, thank you so much for today. Is there anything else that you wanted to add in closing? Sure. So, so my mentors always told me that if you do thyroid stimulating hormone testing and all that come back is normal, then you're doing too little. So mm-hmm. it's really a condition that's easily managed as long as you detect the diagnosis. So high index of suspicion um, and then the easy diagnosis and an easy treatment for someone that might be suffering of things that they don't know of yet. Fantastic. Well, Dr. Kutsia, thank you once again for your time here at Halderberg FM today. We really appreciate it and uh, we hope that you can have a great day. Same to you. Most welcome. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.